So the year 2012 brings up a lot of interesting memories for me. But I mean, I think the biggest one is actually that memories from 2012, I literally delete on Facebook now. Yeah, Facebook, why are you doing that to us? Yeah. They, they'd be really bringing up our worst moments. Yeah. And uh, one of my worst moments was actually believing that the world was going to end in 2012. Well, I do remember there was a movie that did come out that did characterize 2012 as the year that everything was going to end. I'm not actually sure if... Because from memory, I can't think of many doomsday type movies that have come out recently. Maybe because, say, of COVID, people are like, oh, no, the world is actually <laughs> Maybe it's now too realistic and before it wasn't kind of like right in the face there. Yeah, yeah. But what do you remember from 2012? Well, I think politically, absolutely nothing. Like, I'm just being honest. I was in year 12 at yep. high school. <laughs> I wouldn't have been able to tell you if I had any political opinions. I think at that point in time, John Key was prime minister. But if you'd asked me what my thoughts were on him, I wouldn't have been able to say anything. How about you? No, same. No, same. And I mean, I love how uh, we're very historically and politically knowledgeable in this podcast. However, no, 2012, I did not know. Yeah. Anything. I probably thought John Key was in the Labour Party. But anyways, <laughs> one thing that I do remember that really, really sticks in my mind, though, is watching movies, watching things on TV and seeing... Oh, yeah, the media landscape, yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. But you know what, like, always turned up, especially, like, on the internet... You wouldn't steal a car. Oh, those ads? The yeah. grip they had on society oh in 2012. Yo, if memes were around back then, yo, oh. we would have had some fun with that. Oh, but it was it was weird because, yeah, you wouldn't steal a car. You wouldn't steal this. You wouldn't, exactly. you wouldn't steal a movie. And I didn't realize at the time, but that was about piracy. Yeah. And I, I, I had no idea that, like, cracking down on piracy in, like, the U.S. was, like, a massive, massive movement back then. And you may or may not have realized that that fight came over to our shores in one of the most crazy ways we've ever seen. Without further ado, let's unpack him.com first article we're going to look at is from the New Zealand Herald, published on February 9th, 2012. Headline says, dot-com-owned mansion seized. Tagline says, the $4.3 million home where Kim.com's pregnant wife and three children live has been seized by New Zealand authorities. The property borders the larger dot-com mansion where dot-com and his family lived until his arrest. Now, I do remember this. I remember seeing that a mansion got seized. Oh, my guy had the mansion. Like, I think there's a, a Vice video in particular that goes through his house. And, oh, it is it is ridiculous. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I remember not also knowing what seized meant. And there's, <laughs> there's a quote from this article that says, certainly no one is going to be evicted. It's no different to any other restraining order where I take custody and control the property. But the family can still live there. Oh, we're going to see how real that comment is. Don't worry. <laughs> First comment is from Joseph. Joseph says, if I rent out a bunch of lockers and some of my customers use them to store software, does that make me a criminal? Hey, good question. Like, good, a, good question. It's a great question. I feel like some people actually want to know the answer to this. Uh, from a legal standpoint, yes, if you're aware of what they're doing, you can be listed as an accomplice. 
It's not being uh, an accessory to the crime, but it's also not doing your due diligence. And it's interesting, right? Because I think more recently we've seen a number of examples where this question has come about, that Mm. if you do create a platform, are you accountable for what goes on on the platform? In a couple of examples, you see something like the Silk Road creator and how he's now gone to prison for a number of years. And then obviously a massive one. Look at the big social media platforms, Mark Zuckerberg, Google and the like. Like they've been in court over a number of things that have taken place on their platform. So it is like a big emerging question because as people create platforms and you know we as people are the users like how is that area going to be navigated and policed it's a very good question from joseph absolutely and it's so hard to police on the internet absolutely next comment is from emma emma says why because america told us to pretty sad that we're harsher on him than the two that tortured their nine-year-old girl eh all about money I hate, it's a little bit of whataboutism, but like, we'll yeah, just no. skip past that because of how kind of horrible the story is. So yeah. we'll just push, we'll just push past that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, to the first point of the comment, yes, this is largely about America pushing us to do it. Um, extradition it can be defined as, it's kind of an official process allowing for the surrender of a suspected or convicted criminal mm. from one state to another. Now, a country requesting extradition uh, may rely on either an international treaty, domestic law of the foreign country, or just being like, hey, what up? Hey, how you doing? We're we friends. Remember us? Yeah, we good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, you remember <laughs> 2009, right? Exactly. Oh, we Gucci. And it's relying on that relationship. And it is interesting, right, in that sense, like the power dynamics between, say, the requester and the country that is housing that person. Mm. Like, you know, if you have a good relationship and you view them as like, I don't know, like a big older brother, older sibling figure, it's like a, they're coming to you asking you, hey, could you do this for me? But you know what they're saying. They ain't asking at all. <laughs> they are not asking. There's no it. question mark at the end of that. <laughs> so there's been many cases internationally where extradition has been a hot topic. And, you know, an embassy might be based in a particular country. And it's like, well, this embassy is actually our land. So someone hiding there, when it, we might not decide to extradite. And there's a number of different cases you can look at overseas. And, I mean, going on on this comment as well, like the 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 narrative that New Zealand laws aren't strict enough. That has been around for a very long time. Anytime somebody commits a crime, one of the top comments will be, oh, bet they'll get a slap with a wet bus ticket. And it's like, (laughs) that is is such a New Zealand... The wet bus ticket was too good. I I don't know what what the genesis of that is, but that is a very common narrative. Absolutely, absolutely. So to conclude, Emma, your first question of... Because America told us to? Yes. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. You've seen through the lines. Next comment is from Fiona. Fiona says, awesome. The U.S. entertainment industry flexing its muscles, using the FBI as its paid thugs. How do you charge someone with stealing money that hasn't been earned yet? Theft of expected future profits? WTF. Hey, Fiona, you're kind of funny. I like that. Yeah, yeah. I like that. I like also, that. right now, WTF, you could tell us 2012 in these comments. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, it's true. Yeah, the main lawsuit and the charges against uh, Mr.com uh, was led mostly by Universal and the big heads of Hollywood. And, you know, as we said before, piracy was a massive, massive issue in 2012 with the Pirate Bay and Mega Upload being, Oof. like, the biggest peer-to-peer sharing sites. So the theft was more property that was being hosted on the website and it's 
one thing which I think Fiona actually goes into, which I don't think should be missed in this comment, mm. the idea that using the FBI as its paid thugs. I mean, right. if you bring this wider, you understand that the police force in, the, in, in New Zealand and a lot of these kind of like quote-unquote Western countries do actually act as the gang or the mafia for the government. Absolutely. Like if the government says, hey, do this low-key illegal kind of thing under the table, they are absolutely going to do it. So Fiona hits the nail right on the head, a bit early for applause, but Fiona does actually raise a really good point that we should highlight. The, the, the different power that policing agencies have in their countries absolutely and i like how you i like how you first of all you dissected this comment as bam 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 but also bringing up the mafia and the difference between the police and the mafia is very minimal mm. very very minimal but as you said like the government will pay you to do something shady yeah. but they'll also pay you to keep the peace absolutely and that is definitely what the mafia does anyways the next article we're going to look at is from new zealand Herald, published on june 5th 2014 headline says John Banks found guilty. Tagline says, Act MP John Banks has today been found guilty of filing a false electoral return. In the High Court at Auckland, Justice Edwin Wiley has just delivered his verdict to a packed courtroom. You can't see the photo, but John Banks looks scared. (laughs) (laughs) John Banks looks scared. For those who uh, do not know what a false electoral return is... Political parties need donations to survive, and those donations can come from your average citizen. They can also come from businesses around the place that, you know, the policies might affect. Yeah, they're wanting you like, hey, I'm going to scratch your back. So that regulation you're talking about, let's just shh, 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 Let's not just don't do that. Shh, shh, shh. Can we also say that that is totally legal? Yeah, absolutely. But what is illegal is not declaring those donations and saying who they came from. Mm. And a false return is definitely unfair. First comment comes from Rudy. Rudy says, John Donkey and his pack of rich arseholes finally being found out. Greatstuff.com, I hope you get some seats this year and bring to an end the crony government of the smiling assassin and get the country looking after the real workers again, not the high-flying financial white-collar thieves who have been bleeding the country dry. I love how this is such a comment of its time, yeah. where they just shove so much oh my into one comment. We can make a whole episode about this comment right here. To There's be just so much to look at. I mean, the fact that the John Donkey, like we knew <laughs> who you're referring to, and it's funny because they put the donkey in like quotation marks. Yeah, and then also them not wanting to swear, which look, you know, there might be some children viewing the internet, okay. but instead of saying assholes, they've got capital R space souls. Yeah. And it's like everybody knows what you're trying to say, but Why are you- there's a there's a there's a really special place on the internet for people who swear but don't actually type out the word. But everybody <laughs> knows what they're saying. I mean I guess they feel better about themselves. Ultimately right. Because yeah. they because Rudy can look in the mirror and say, you know what? I got my point across without swearing. Or saying a nasty word. It's really cute. It's it is, actually it is. really cute. Go on, Rudy. You know, for many people at the time, I guess this was the start of the draining of the swamp. Yeah. You know, Rudy mentions Before the financial... Trump thought it was trendy, you know? <laughs> Trump wasn't even thinking about it yet. Bro, Trump was on Facebook looking at Rudy's comment like, mm, I'm going to use this for my yeah. political career. Damn, Let's go. Rudy kind of right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, John Key was becoming less preferred at the time. And so we kind of understand where Rudy's like frustration and anger comes from of the financial white collar thieves. But the smiling assassin lines are weird, bro. Yeah. What? Like, why is it weird? It's weird because like every time someone tries to show compassion on like 
the global stage, you're like, oh, the smiling assassin. But like, little I, smirk of a crony. You, you can also crony, such a strange <laughs> word. But you can determine, right? Like when someone's smiling, when it's like a manipulative type of smile, or mm. whether it's like a genuine one. I I guess is that point there. Me. Oh no. And also, it's just that in a world where it is very normalized to comment on the appearance of politicians that are women. It's, you know, seeing them actually comment on the appearance of somebody else is, it's kind of interesting to see because it's not often that you see this, right? You normally see these comments reserved for women. Mm, absolutely. You know what else is interesting to see? Reading between the lines of these comments, Rudy definitely thought that Kim.com was going to be the one to help the real workers out. Oh, and yeah. keep the government honest. Oh, yeah. Like, politicians love to kind of hit you with a, hey, you know what? I want to y'all. I'm, from, I'm for you. I'm a help y'all. Yeah. While then secretly being like, hey, yo, you want to pass that money? Hey, thank yeah. you. Hey, yo, I got you. You know, it's like, it's just not like, in what universe was Kim.com going to be the person that brought salvation to the New Zealand working class? Exactly. Like, I just never, I, I just don't think, I'd like to think that if I was at this point in my life now, and someone equivalent came to New Zealand and preached this, I'd be like, what you talking about? What are you talking about? Also, the fact that, and let's not stay too long on this comment, but Kim.com called John Banks out, the act member of parliament, for declaring a false return. Where did that money come from? Oh, don't do me like that. No, <laughs> it's not. Where did that money no, come from? No, don't tell me it came. Next comment <laughs> is from Amanda. Amanda says... You would think by these comments that he'd stolen money. All he did was not say who gave it to him. The money is all accounted for. People who do steal money are not treated so badly as the comments here suggest JB should be treated. It does serve him right, though, for being one of the many who willingly lick Kim.com's shoes oh my to get their hands on his dirty money. I hate the way he is finding it so easy to buy New Zealanders. Like we said, everyone just shoving all of their thoughts into one comment. I this love is it. this is really representative of the internet in 2012, yep. 2014. Um, for those who may not be aware, this is before the time that people were commenting on their phones. Yeah. These people at keyboards. Absolutely. These people are at their desktop like, oh, I'm going to tell this. <laughs> get ready. Um, let's break down Amanda's comments. So Amanda seems to think that the comments are the judge, jury, and executioner. And I'm sorry to tell Amanda that 2014 is a small snippet of what you're about to see in the oh, next decade. <laughs> oh, my word. If only the comments were that the world would be a wild, wild place. And the whole people who do steal money are not treated so badly. Yeah, they are. Uh, what? Yeah, they are. But y'all been alive? What are you talking about? Theft? Do you think John Banks did time? <laughs> what, what are you talking about? Yeah. Um, but Amanda does bring up a really, really interesting point. How easy is it to buy New Zealanders? You know, the, mm. the New Zealanders who are willingly licking Kim.com's shoes, which is a, an awful image yeah, in my weird. head. I don't that's think weird. I'll be able to get that out. Um, but it's a really interesting conversation to have of, you know, how much we're worth. I know that we're a smaller nation and our dollar probably isn't as strong as the larger economies and larger countries. But what examples do we have in our history where we've actually been worth a dollar figure? Mm, I mean, like, how much does a dollar cost? There are current examples at the moment. <laughs> yeah, I just slipped that Kendrick Lamar reference and you know. You know, you know. There are current examples where there was a Silver Lake deal where an American company were looking to kind of buy the rights to some aspects of the All Blacks. I know that one thing that ended up being the reason why the deal didn't go through was because they wanted rights to the hucker. So mm. that's 
a point where it's like, no, 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 no dollar figure can cover what this means and represents to our community. So as you say, even looking at, I don't know, how much is it worth? There are some things that were like, no, 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 mm. I don't care how much dollar is worth. You're not going to do that to us. Absolutely. Priceless, invaluable Absolutely. pieces of our culture that people will bid on. Mm. And that's what we need to remember. Mm. Next comment is from Luana. Luana says, I remember attending a case of the district court some years ago, legal aid days, and the defendant was sentenced to three months prison for stealing a can of baked beans. She had prior petty theft convictions before, but she was clearly stealing food in order to eat. She also had obvious mental health issues. Living on the street can do that to a person. We all know theft is a crime and the punishment should fit and hopefully deter, but a three-month sentence for a can of beans was disproportionate. Banks and others of his ilk will get a slap on the wrist, a fine, which he can afford to pay, and will probably remain an MP and retain the privileges and benefits that go with it. What a just society we live in. Damn. Jeez, man. Yo, these comments are thick. Yeah, but <laughs> so go into what what is she as legal aid? Legal aid is uh, government funding for those who cannot afford a lawyer for a court hearing. Um, so it's a fantastic access to justice um, and makes the playing field kind of equal for those uh, attending court who may be from, you know, backgrounds where they cannot afford massive legal fees. Which I think is going to be the majority of people in this country. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Without a doubt, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, Luana mentions a, a three-month sentence for a can of beans. I couldn't find it on the internet, man. And you know I don't I don't like to be like, that's a yarn. Yeah. That could be a yarn. It could be a yarn, but it does bring up an interesting point around how proportionate, like, do the crime, do the time. Like, how do you determine mm. whether something is proportional? Like, going to, I think most people probably agree that this kind of what I'll call it as petty theft for their survival, mm. going to jail for three months isn't really proportionate. But it's so tough to kind of look at that. And I mean, kind of relating to the previous comment, could you look at it financially? Okay, you stole a, I don't know, $2.80 can of beans. Like mm. you've got to do X, Y, Z because it costs $2.80. But then there's things like emotional harm, emotional trauma. So it's like, how how can you do it? And I think most people would probably agree the criminal justice system doesn't do a good job, but it is ridiculously difficult and i've got no idea how to do it <laughs> also if you want to crunch the numbers for yourself uh a prisoner for three months in new zealand uh cost the taxpayer twenty two thousand seven hundred dollars it's it's a real tough one it's a really it's a real tough it one. is a really tough one and i can understand why luana would bring that comment into this situation just because they want somebody to compare the john banks white collar thief type thing yeah um and somebody struggling to eat with a with a can of baked beans what a just society we do live in, I guess. What up? It's your girl, Steph Rose, your DJ's favorite photographer, photographer's favorite DJ, you know, blessing you with a few words about Unpack Podcast. It's been a tough 2021 for everyone, including creatives like myself, but Unpack, they've got Patreon, which allows you to show some TLC, plus listen to exclusive content that'll never make it to public streaming platforms like this. People care less about global warming in the summertime. Especially in Wellington. That's my hot take. I closed my eyes for that hot take. I wanted to be there with you. See, sometimes we normally say the hot take to each other before the episode. That time Carl's like, no, 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 I just want to hear it and react I live. I want to hear this react See, this live. is my thesis. In Wellington, mm -hmm. when it's rained and it's been windy. This 
Well, back in year nine, I remember sitting at parent-teacher interviews with Mr. Moore and my mum, and he said that Tabby is definitely experiencing tall poppy syndrome in maths. Now, as I stated, I was in year nine, so I don't really remember the effect that it had on me. The only person who was still in my life who would be able to speak on it is my mum. So, mum, how are you? Oh, I'm well, Tabiso. How are you? I'm good, thank you. So tell me about that conversation that we had at parent-teacher interviews. What do you remember? It's like this and like that. I'm like, this, Anna. <laughs> Believe me, I'm a patron. If you'd like to find out more, head to the website, patreon.com slash unpack. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Girl, get this girl a record deal. <laughs> and for all that Unpack podcast news, make sure you're following the Instagram page, unpack and zed on instagram that's all from me back to whatever episode y'all were listening to i bet it was dope actually wait hold up shout out to wellington access radio and nz on air for the studio access it's a dope space the boys are sounding real crisp but i don't know if they're as crisp as me anyway yeah cool bye next article is from stuff published on september 21st 2014 headline says dot com poisoned chalice Tagline says, I take full responsibility for this loss because the brand Kim.com is poisoned. Kim.com apologizes to Hone Haderita and signals that he'll step away from the internet party. We're getting closer. We're, we're, we're in 2014. Yeah. We're also um, in an election year mm. right now. So these comments are about to be fueled. <laughs> First comment comes from David. David says, Please buy a one-way ticket out of our country and take your poison with you. Damn. Dang. This was a massive narrative, not only in the comments, but amongst New Zealanders mm. um, in 2014. Not only did he uh, push himself into the political arena, but Kim.com showed the fragility of it. He literally bought his way in. Yeah. And I don't want to get too naughty north out here really destroyed the legacy of Hone Haderita in Northland. Yeah. I guess you know? At the time, you were also in, in Northland. So I was, it been, yeah. It would have been really tough there for him. Absolutely. So for those who are not aware, Hone Haderita was the leader of the Mana Party, which ran in Te Tai Tokoro, And they decided that they would run that seat as internet Mana. So they decided to do a coalition. Um, and there were a lot of conversations around whether Hone Haderita sold himself because Kim.com was just a big money figure. Yeah. Um, or whether, you know, he actually wanted, he actually thought that this was going to be a great coalition. And believed and in the cause. Exactly, exactly. Next comment comes from Nessa. Nessa says, guess that's what happens when you're swayed and tempted by the big dollar signs. Lol, Kim.com was just a fat version of a wins handout. Oh, no. Stop. Hey, Kai. No, no, no. Come back. I know. I'm up. I'm up. No, no, no. Come on. All right. Well, this is just one bad comment. We can get past it. Look, I know we talked about bringing oh up wins, God. bringing up the doll, bringing up... I know. I get it. I know. But, this. like, I know we talked about it on the previous episode. And, I mean, just the whole, like, the fat phobia in this comment as well. It's so uncalled for. It's just, like, what are where you does doing? This, where does this... Oh, my God. There's so much that you can ridicule Kim.com for. Like, why did you feel the need to do this? You know what, Tabby? Let's leave it at this. This comment is out of pocket. Next comment comes from Matt. Matt says, I like how some of you think he should go back and face the charges for piracy. Yet are you going to tell me you don't enjoy watching your Game of Thrones and Twilight 
without paying a dollar. A bit rich. Talk about being seen in a comment. I mean, damn. damn. Like, you want to call out everybody's part of something? I mean, it is. Look, it is the season for Spotify Wrapped. It is. So on that, let's Ooh. do our piracy wrapped. So I think for me, mm-hmm. my top five, I'm feeling like number one, probably not surprising, NBA, yep. NFL, rugby league, mm-hmm. then also a little bit of like insecure, mm. bit of the office as well in Atlanta. That's probably my top like six of things that I have pirated over my time. You How about what? yourself? I mean, you know, NBA is probably up there yeah. for me without a doubt. Um, watching some uh, World Cup qualifiers in FIFA as well yeah. because sometimes you just cannot get a stream. Oh, yeah. Without oh, a doubt. It's so tough. Yeah. Atlanta as well. I see yeah. you there. It wasn't on Netflix for a while. Yeah. And I had to, you know, do do something to do get some. it. Cowboy Bebop, the original. The original anime series as yeah. well. Yeah. Not on Netflix. Not on anywhere I Learning can Learning a lot about you. I know, I know about that. Hey, look, it is what it is, man. <laughs> and NFL as well. And I think one thing we do need to shout out is YouTube to MP3 converter. Oh my goodness. The ima- oh, like honestly, whoever whoever came up with that idea and puts up all those websites, shout out to you. Yeah. And if you use any of those, it's piracy. B. It's piracy. So y'all can't be talking on But of this. course, all this is alleged. You know, like we can't confirm where this happened. It's, it's, all, it's all alleged. So without a doubt. Next article comes from Stuff. Published on July 5th, 2018. Headline says... Internet entrepreneur Kim.com loses appeal against extradition. Tagline says, Kim.com has lost his latest court battle against extradition from New Zealand to the United States. We're coming to the end of it. It took six years and we're here. Mm. Kim.com has been fighting this battle. He's been in the court of appeals. He's there been in the high court. There was a police raid. Police raid. He took down John Banks with him. He poisoned the the reputation of Honey yeah. Hadawit and Northland. Let's get into these comments. First comment is from Colby. Colby says, All he did was provide a platform for internet piracy, the most victimless crime in the world. The content creators already have more money than everyone in this comment section combined, and some even after theft. I don't know about that. I mean, as you said, there's a lot in these comments. This is a spicy one. This This is a spicy one. This is a spicy one for sure. There are two sides to this coin, Colby. So one, internet piracy. I understand where you're coming from as a victimless crime if we're looking at crime standards. Kind of like the physical sense of like, it's not me going and punching somebody in the face. Absolutely. Because if you punch someone in the face, there is a perpetrator and there is a victim. But this one is a bit of an oddity because we can't really imagine it in our heads. Yeah. The other side to this coin, Colby says content creators already have more money than everyone in the comment section combined. Colby's referring to the the content creators in Hollywood. Yeah. Which is the 1% of the 1%. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But we are also content creators. Yeah. We do not have that much money. Nope. If you want to give us more to run this podcast, <laughs> you can go to Patreon. Absolutely. Um, but that's literally our way of funding this podcast so we can spend time researching, recording, yeah. writing these episodes, and paying our writers. If someone took our episodes off Patreon and distributed them f- freely? Yeah. I'd be pissed. I think our writers would also be pissed. Absolutely. I think our entire team would probably riot. <laughs> So that would mean that our property is being sold off, like essentially the back of a truck. Mm. And we and our entire team behind this project would definitely be victims of that. Yeah, and that is 
literally piracy. So this absolutely wouldn't be a victimless crime. But it does also, and I think a lot of the comments prior to this have kind of been leading up to the point around like crime and how we define it. Like crime is defined by humans. We've deter- we've determined that X, Y, Z things are bad. If you do these things, you are going to go to prison, rehabilitate, etc., etc. So it's just when you are thinking about the framework of crime, it's just important to contextualize that. And like there haven't always been crimes as we know it in society. But in this case, it's not a victimless crime. Do you think do you think crime is of human nature? Or do you think it's a societal nature? I'm gonna take your question and flip it. I think we can do a lot more to prevent the crimes as we know it, mm-hmm. um, as we see today, but it would take a completely different view of society and humans. Like the idea of kicking somebody out because they kicking mm-hmm. somebody out of the country because they commit a crime. Like in my ideal world, that just would not be the yeah. the idea that you would have because we're more of a collective. We are coming together. But then you're going into like a lot of my crime philosophy. So let's just continue <laughs> on to the next uh, comment. Next comment is from Liz. Liz says. He breached copyright. He's a criminal. He should be booted out of New Zealand. Really simple. He's caused nothing but trouble and is offensive. That's crazy. It's almost like I've read the comments before (laughs) recording. But yeah, as we said, the whole notion of like beating somebody out of NZ, this is literally something which we covered on the very first episode. And like, where does it... I just, I don't know where it comes from. And it's really interesting to see through these comments of like whether they're criminal or civil cases. And it seems like so many of these like civil cases, yeah, people are like, get them out of here. Yeah. And like, I know New Zealand does not have a great history of like, I don't, of moving people to different islands, et cetera. But it's just like, where, like, why? Like, why do people think that that is like a fair and just thing? Like, sure, it's been done historically, but in 2021 or whenever this comment came from, why do we want to be doing that? I don't, I, I don't get it personally. Also, this comment kind of strikes me as one that like wasn't finished. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like he's like, he's caused nothing but trouble and is offensive. Like he's committed offenses or, or offensive is, to look. I don't, the, is the, did the bro say something to you? I don't know. Like is, you got, you got qualms. If so, look, you air him out. Yeah, air him out. <laughs> the bro is trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Next comment is from Kevin. Kevin says, this is not about him. How do we want our country to react to our laws? A few years ago, Winston Peters refused to honor an international warrant to arrest Bainu Malaba, who then went on to throw a bloody coup. But when America says this guy we want for internet crimes, we hand him over. We need to decide on one rule of law. This is about what we want as a nation. Can I also mention that there are like five ellipses in there? <laughs> like Kevin really like said that out like yeah. breath here breath here hey you know what kevin had that foresight to know that in 2021 yeah tabby kai gonna be dissecting this comment so i just want to give him some breaks you know i'm saying honestly appreciate it because that's something that nobody else has given us this this episode yeah bani marama threw a coup in fiji i'm not gonna uh go into the details of that uh but peters did have the opportunity to avert this let's get into international relations for 60 seconds hey get in your bag start the clock New Zealand does not necessarily need Fiji. Let's get that out of the way. They care, but they do not need them. On the international global landscape, do we need them? Now, the New Zealand need the United States of America for trade, for defense, for sustainability, the increasing look on climate change as well. Who's going to help us? Is it the United States? 
or is it Fiji? Fiji rely a lot on us for trade. They do. However, the United States, we rely on them for so much. And as you said before, stop the clock. We look at them like a big brother, like, yeah, what do you want? Yeah, I got ah, you. We got you. I got yeah. you. Give me 15. <laughs> Give me 15. I got you. And whether that makes America a friend or foe, I'll tell you what, in 2018, North Korea was launching rockets into the sea. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Trump was also in. Yeah, that uh, global landscape looks a bit tense. <laughs> looks a little bit tense. Yeah. And I feel as if, yeah, we're going um, to you know, want America. And the prime minister at the time, John Key, in 2012, saw that. Yeah. Saw that we might need America. We might need these big powers for trade, for defense, and also for a bunch of other things that we're dealing with now with climate change. Mm. But you know what, Tabby? This circles us right back to not only where we started, yeah. but to also what the influence outside of New Zealand has on us. I like, I, I think throughout this whole episode, not only we focus on the fragility of our political system, we've gone through the decline of Hone Hatawira in Northland and, and how his name was just trashed throughout from taking this coalition offer from Kim.com. And there might have ultimately been the best intentions. You know? Exactly. At the time, like, why wouldn't you have? We also looked at the private donations debacle. And that sparked something that would change our political landscape. Oh, <laughs> People don't understand that. Yeah. People don't understand that when John Banks got found guilty, he left the ACT Party, which means there needed to be a new leader of the ACT Party. Oh, no. And Jamie White, which means that they needed one more to fill up the list. <gasps> David Seymour. What? David Seymour is in the ACT Party at that point in 2014 because Kim.com outed John Banks. So he is a beneficiary of... Oh, my... Absolutely. And you know what else? The Internet Party is still around, but also just explained how fragile our political system was Mm. in terms of saying, you know what? We're going to come into this election and we're just going to try to get as much vote as possible. And... The fact of the matter is that they were money-driven. Yeah. They had more money. Than any of the other parties. Unbelievable. And Hone Hadawira's decline, David Seymour becoming a list MP and then going on to becoming the leader of ACT and the Internet Party, not only explained how fragile our political system was, but Hollywood wanted their money. And it changed New Zealand's political landscape as we know it. Fucking floor is somebody. <laughs> <laughs>